De C De C. Um, so yeah, Bosnia. I moved to Bosnia at 15 for boarding school. And it was really, really interesting because it's a super multicultural environment. Like growing up in Hong Kong, it was somewhat multicultural. But I also went to like, a, I lived in a very Chinese-based location. I went to a very Chinese-based school. Out of the kids in my year, there were like five white kids and maybe 10 Indian kids. So it wasn't too diverse. So going here, it was very, very different. It was also a shock going from living in Hong Kong with helpers to having to take care of myself at 15. But I met I met quite a quite a lot of interesting people there. Like um, one kid that I know, uh, he's from Venezuela, and he's honestly one of the smartest people I've ever met. I don't know how he did this, but he has an amazing work ethic. He wouldn't hate the stuff he's doing because he loved his subjects like math and physics. So he'd study it even in his free time for fun, just because he loved it so much. He's now at Cornell studying pure mathematics. But the thing is, with being in such an international community, you kind of develop these terrible stereotypes about other countries. And you shouldn't have them because that makes you automatically dislike people if they're from that country. But like, for example, the U.S. That's the kids from like, I like, there was like five kids from the U.S. I liked about one of them. I did not like the rest. So inside my head now, every time I meet someone from the U.S., I need to like correct my bias and be like, they're probably not terrible. You'll be fine. It's the same, it's the same stereotypes with um, like South Americans. You're like, oh, they love to party, but that's not always true. Um, the Asians quite a lot. I mean, what the kids from China and me, we'd study a lot, but the other kids from Asia, they wouldn't. They they'd like chill, play video games, or like go party. So, yeah, it was a lot of time just trying to confront the stereotypes you have because you know they're stereotypes, you know they're fake, but they still affect like your everyday bias. But um, in terms of that, Bosnia is also a lot of fun just because my school is in the middle of nowhere. We were in this town that was famous for a bridge getting bombed at the end of the Yugoslavian war. Yeah, it was a really good time. Like, for example, one of our um, main party spots was this bar called um, Kamina, but we called it Old Man's because it was always filled with old men drinking beer and smoking cigarettes since like 7 a.m. in the morning. Super cheap. Lots of people got very drunk for the first time there. Um, except except for the few times that we had um, locals walk in after football games and stuff and when they get super rowdy because of the cultural conflict in Bosnia where it'd be like one, like maybe the Bosniaks vs the Muslims in the football teams. And they get if one lost, they get super mad. And if they came into the bar, it could get dangerous because like the um guys would have to stand up to them because they'd be angry. They'd be wanting to punch different people. It was it was always an entertaining time. <laughs> Everything there was so cheap. If you wanted a nice coffee, it would be like half a euro, which was pretty good. And because of like the perception like everything's dangerous they don't seem to get a lot of tourism but it does have a lot of really really beautiful spots like certain places like um one of my friends is from somewhere called Prozerama. there's this huge lake and it's basically it is basically like turquoise crystal clear water and it's surrounded by these huge mountain ranges and a forest and it's really really stunning but yeah um about life in a boarding school like it was quite interesting something you had to adapt to very quickly Especially with um, our setup, like I know at quite a few other more expensive, like fancier boarding schools, like in England or the US or something, you get like maybe your own room where you only have to share with one other roommate. For us, it's like you'd have two to three other roommates, so it'd be three to four of you in a room, and you'd like you'd have no privacy. It'd just be like one room, three beds, three cupboards, three desks. So you'd have to figure out your own ways for privacy, or you just end up not caring. So my first year, I had uh, two other roommates. Although I was not the biggest fan of one of them. Like, one of them I loved. She was um, a local. She was super sweet. She was, 
I don't know how to describe her, but she's just constant. She was like a cartoon character. She was just constantly bubbly. My other roommate was a famous Russian YouTuber who had over like a hundred thousand subscribers or something, and I don't know why, but she loved to do these like twenty-four hour drawing challenges and stuff. Or for some odd reason, she'd be like editing videos at three a.m. or drawing at three a.m. Which you know, fair enough. Okay, sure. But then like, when it's three a.m. before you have a test, or when it's constantly three a.m. every night. It's so annoying, and I developed like this passionate hate for her computer mouse, because like all you could hear at three a.m. was clicking over and over again. So now every time I hear a computer mouse, I I hate it and I need to leave the room. It is just very 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 annoying. So during exams or like when I had big tests and stuff, I realized I was not gonna be able to sleep in my room. <laughs> so I ended. We have this um the way our kitchen was set up is we'd have a kitchen and the canteen was conjoined. And like we'd have our like meals in the canteen and stuff, so it ended up I'd end up living in the canteen, and that just became a habit. Like I now have like a permanent seat where people have put like this special like name card with my name on it because I had permanently sat there for about a year and a half. I would study there constantly, and quite a lot of time I'd also fall asleep there. And it wouldn't be until like the canteen lady came to give us breakfast the next morning that I would wake up, or someone would would have, like snuck out to go drinking, or maybe they're like going outside for a smoke at four a.m. and they'd be like, "Why sleep in the canteen again?" So yeah, that was that was a fun time. But honestly, the canteen was not that bad to sleep in, and you'd also have like the microwave really near you if you needed like coffee or like a hot chocolate or something. <laughs> um, but my second year, I got three other roommates. Um, all great. One from Bulgaria, one from Sweden, one who was a local from like a small town near Croatia called Trebinje. Yeah, they were super great. Like I was really, really close with my Swedish roommate. So basically, the way we worked out privacy that year, like the previous year, we hung up curtains, but the way we worked out privacy that year is we basically created a wall in the middle of the room. There'd be two of us on one side and two of us on the other. That was that was easy enough. We just made a wall out of cupboards and curtains. But especially at my boarding house, we had、um, guys on the floor above us, and then like two other floors for girls, and that that was always interesting because all the time the hot water would run out on the guys' floor, so they'd go down to the girls' floor to shower because it would also be cleaner per se, even though it really really wasn't. There was like hair or super gross. No one had to clean. Um, and you just see like all these guys walking around in their towel, and you'd be like, okay then. But then the same thing would happen like with the girls' floor. If we ran out of water, the guys' floor would automatically run out of water because all the girls would go there to shower. So it was always super awkward. But then at the, also at the same time, you kind of just develop this level of not caring. Like you gr- you develop this buffer. Like if you see a guy in his underwear, if he's like looks super gross, or if like someone else looks super gross, or if you look super gross. You really, really don't care at this point because you've seen all these people in all their states, whether they're drunk puking in the front of the boarding house and you need to carry them to their room, whether they're crying over an ex, over an exam, or anything. You you do get really, really close to people living in a boarding house, and I do miss that aspect of it. And it's just it's super. It's also really convenient because if you want something or like if you want something, someone else always has it. Or if you want to see someone, you can literally just go into the staircase and yell their name. They're probably gonna appear within thirty seconds. So yeah, that was that was always a really really nice aspect of the boarding life. In Bosnia, oh god, in Bosnia for the first month and a half of school, I partied like I did in Hong Kong, because I started partying pretty early. But then like really going at it just after I finished school in Hong Kong was moving to Bosnia because I had the attitude, eh, I'm leaving. No one's this is gonna have absolutely no consequences. That is a very wrong mindset, but it was what it was. So going from that, I think in Hong Kong I was partying quite a bit, like maybe three, four times a week with my friends, 
Um, I don't know how. I barely have the energy to leave the house now. But yes, but when I moved to Bosnia, everything became so much more convenient. I was 10 minutes from our local party place, like 30 seconds away I could get booze. The booze cost like, what, four times? Oh, this is math. Like 25 Hong Kong dollars for like 100 ml of vodka rather than like 150 Hong Kong dollars. But then when you suddenly like have all this on access to you and you don't really have a boundary, it doesn't end well. So I think... I don't really remember like the first month of boarding school if I'm being quite honest like yeah no I was so so out of it just pretty pretty drunk all the time mostly yeah because there was also like this habit within the first month of school it wasn't really school it was kind of like you had like the introduction week where like everyone met each other you do like group activities and stuff and then there'd be like the first three weeks of school where people were like still choosing their subjects especially since a lot of people had never done the curriculum before so they were just like switching between classes and everything. So what school didn't really start until maybe middle of October. So people were like in between classes or something, or like if they had a free block, would they'd go to the bar, like the old man's bar, because it's about a two minute walk from our school and take shots to survive class. If you had math class next, take a shot, <laughs> things like that. But you know, I was like, after, after a month, I, bas- I like basically went cold turkey and stopped drinking. Because I was just like, I got to a point where I was just like, I don't like this anymore. I'm not a big fan of the people who party every weekend. Like, yeah, I just got to a point where I was super tired. That is when I became a good student. 